You're listening to Pod That. It's two brothers talking sports. And I'm Sammy. And I'm George. That's my older brother. And this is brought to you by the Sports on Tap and the SportsOnTap.com. We are the Internet's Pub. George, what's up? You know what man? we like to say? What's that? Cheers. Cheers. Enjoy the podcast. Like and subscribe everywhere. And please leave us a review. And let's get on to the show. Well, it's Thursday night, George. Um, and after multiple attempts of trying to figure out my internet, restarting <laughs> my computer did the trick. And now we're here. How you doing? Good, man. I'm glad your internet's doing well because uh, no internet, no bueno. No internet, no podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or no bueno, either or. Or, or uh, no bueno, either one. We're going to start off um, with an NBA Finals topic, but it's kind of random. And for those that don't know, we do our icebreakers. Um, start every episode with an icebreaker. Sometimes it's related to sports. Sometimes not. Sometimes it's not related to even the topic of the podcast. But this time it is because we are in the midst of the NBA Finals. And I was thinking today while I was actually sitting in the sauna, weirdly enough. And for those that don't know, we're both in Phoenix. And... Yeah. It's hot here. Right? Like I, I think it's a little over-exaggerated. It is, but I mean, a lot of people probably just listened to that whole entire sentence there. I was in the sauna. I'm in Phoenix. You actually mean you went to a sauna, not that you live in the Phoenix sauna. Yeah. Like yeah. I find Phoenix not as hot as everybody says it is, that I still go to the sauna at my gym. And maybe that's why the heat for me and people like you, I know you sauna a lot. Yeah, I maybe do that's too. Why, maybe that's why we don't hate the phoenix summer as much as some people say they do because we've spent the last what i'd say 10 years like at the gym spending 30 40 minutes a day in the sauna yeah i mean i mean except for covid time where you know we were not really allowed to be in the sauna anymore but i'm with you man i still use the sauna whether i mean i know it's crazy to a lot of people but i use the sauna during my time in phoenix as well during the heat wave it was 110 and i was going into the sauna it doesn't really bother me and this is a little bit off topic but i got a question for you Yep. Is it weird that I sometimes I'm in the sauna and let's say I walk in at the same time as someone else that I refuse to leave until they leave? Like I kind of like it, I have a competition in my head. Like I'm not getting out of here until this guy does. He can't out sauna me. Yes, that's that's very dumb because that could that, that there's people that do sauna competitions and people die in sauna competitions. This Absolutely. isn't a treadmill. So this is not a competition. That I think competition is good for some things. Like if you're on the treadmill, basketball court, lifting weights, but sauna, some people go to the sauna just to stretch. It's not about like how the there is no, there is no benefit for the length of time you're in a sauna. Do you know what I mean? Like if you run for 30 minutes longer because you're competing, that's mm-hmm. actually more of a health benefit. That's like saying I'm going to out drink somebody tonight until my liver fails. Like, Oh, I'm going to out sauna somebody until, until I have dehydration. Well, yeah, I usually win because I actually sauna better than most people do. So um, I just think I can out sauna you, and you just don't like that. That's just my opinion. Uh, you can't out sauna me actually because I've done the same amount of time in the sauna with you multiple times. But All right, we won't do this competition. competition. There's there's no reason to do this competition. That was my point. If it's competitions like hot dog eating competitions, even Joey Chestnut, all respect. It's stupid. Anyways, because it's not healthy for you. Anyways, the point is, I don't find the heat that bad, but I know it's hot. And I know that um, standing out in the sun, if it's like a 110-day 
can get really hot uh, if you're, especially if you're not doing anything, right? If you're standing or whatever. And it got me thinking, if the Phoenix Suns do win the finals, are we going to see maybe our first night parade? Because at the end of the day here at night, it, it can be a night where it's 95. 95 is not uncomfortable, not under the sun. And it would kind of be unique. They could light up the streets in orange and purple, light up the cars, um, do misters like coming from buildings or, like, or portable air conditioning. And I think it would be an even cooler experience because more people would be able to make it post-work, post-school, whatever it is. More people would be able to go even compared to the daytime parades. What are your thoughts? All right, man. You told me this today, and I'm like, you're a damn genius. Okay, couple things. Let's start with one, Phoenix in general. One, you're right for Phoenix. But I'm going to go and expand on this and say all parades should be night parades. But let's talk with Phoenix first. One, you're right. 110 degrees and most people standing outside is not good. But on top of that, what do most people do when they go to a parade? They consume alcohol to celebrate, right? So you're also going to be drinking in the sun, drinking during the day in 110 degrees. There will be deaths or there will be hospitalizations at least. So that's one. And I would just say if the Phoenix Suns win, you know, we know it's a 2-2 series, so we're not going to get too carried away here. But in general, you're right. Like, why not do it at night? Light up the city. But here's my thing, Sammy. You do it at night. You make it on a Friday or Saturday night, a weekend night. You have a party. You have the bars open up and sell beers. Let's make it a fucking party. And at the end, there's a live DJ, people dancing after. Like, let's make parades into a party. Let's make it the most fun thing to happen in a city. And let's do it in every city. Nighttime parades, nighttime parties, like extravaganzas, man. It's extra- like a festival. It's like a like an EDM festival almost like get, get David Guetta out here in this party. Yeah. I think that's, that's the move. Uh, I don't even, I don't think he's, I don't think it's pronounced Guetta, but um, <laughs> at the end of the day, it, it is better if there's a DJ out at night, you have drinks, um, especially a city like Phoenix, it's very spread out. So like there's a lot of open space to do things like this and you can do it through the downtown, have the lights, the DJ, the music. Now, I think it does depend on the city, actually, because mm-hmm. it's cool. I guess the NBA is like, like a different situation because all NBA parades are usually summertime. So most places, Good point. other than Phoenix, Texas, where it can, or like even Florida, where it can be too hot, most places that's the best time of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even like actually like 90% of the country, summertime is considered the best time of the year. So – it's, but it depends on the city. Like, I think like a New York City is kind of would be tough at nighttime. I don't know, like, just the amount of Times like Square. Woo. Yeah, but it'd be, it'd be tough. That's it's not about how cool it is. That's not what I'm yeah. talking about. I'm talking about like logistics too, because like at the end of the day, it's cool to think of cool ideas for things like parades, but the logistics do matter because sometimes you're talking about if you're in New York City, there's going to be 1.5 million people out for this parade, probably. Right. right? I think Seattle, City of Seattle had. 1 million when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. So imagine New York City, sometimes LA, Phoenix is, you know, top five uh, populated city. Oh, there yeah. might be, you know, there might be a million people. Um, mm-hmm. So there's logistics that go into it. I just think nighttime's cooler because of just the opportunity. And I think there's more Ubers available at night, maybe picking up people that have been drinking, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Kids are out of school, be fun. It'll be one big block party basically yeah and people, like, they can like awesome. restaurants can sell to go food like yeah it's good for the economy it could be like the biggest party in the city 
in years, right? It's like a festival. I bet you'd end up being like the waste management open, though. I mean, people are going to probably get pretty lit uh if there was a nighttime parade but i wonder if they have just i mean considered it i don't know like you you thought of it but like if i if i was a guy who's setting up the parade or you know the organization let's say phoenix let's say even uh like i was thinking about the bucks if they win the championship right like what what they call deer deer valley what is that place they have in the uh like yeah, they got the little center thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, like yeah. Deer Valley or something. Deer something. But that looks pretty crazy itself. Like, I could see that being really fun at night for a parade as well. More fun than a parade during the day. I agree. And that's the thing. I actually think regardless for Phoenix, it makes sense. But in general, it, it could be a cool block party. And you see it with the watch parties. You saw it in Toronto, yeah. the watch party they had outside of the stadium, the Deer Valley thing, whatever it's called. Uh, all these like nighttime events seem to be more fun for a couple of reasons. Like you said too, like, I think it, it looks cooler, the atmosphere, having drinks, whatever it may be. Like at the end of the day, I think the night, uh, I think the night parades the move. I, I do too. And it's dear district. I just looked it up. Makes no difference, George. I knew you were looking no, it up. I, I was like, yeah. well, it doesn't make a difference, <laughs> but like, you know, they might as well get it right and know what it's called. Yeah. Deer District, Deer Valley, whatever it is. You know why I thought it was Deer Valley? Because there's a city in Phoenix named Deer Valley. Yeah, that's where like the area we live in is called Deer Valley, like right next to us. I don't know if it's actually the city we part we live in, but it's like the, on the map right next to where we live is Deer Valley. So, yeah, yeah. I I, knew, I answered the question right before you even. <laughs> you know why? Yep, I do know why. <laughs> uh, well, let's get into the game, I guess, because. Uh, Phoenix might not win, and there might not be a parade in Phoenix now that it's a 2 2 <laughs> series. Like, uh, I don't even know where to begin with yesterday. The series, this has been really weird, normal Milwaukee thing to do. Um, the opposite of what Phoenix was doing, Phoenix was taking teams four to one, four nothing, four to two, like kind of making Minus series. Round one was four to two, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah but they were, weren't they down? They were down to start the series. That was the only series where they lost game one. I don't think they lost game one. Oh, yeah. They lost game one to the Lakers, uh, and, like, and pretty handedly, actually. And then they won uh, four straight? No, they, they won, won. I was right. Sorry. They won game really? one, 99 to 90. Yeah. Are you sure about that? About. I just looked it up. You don't got to Google what? it. I just told what? you. Okay. Ben, did, were, did they go down two to one? I don't think so. I think it was one one. I think they went up two one. And won three straight, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, that that like that's really that's real. No, they went down two one. I'm looking at it right now. They lost. They won game one and then went down two one. That that's okay. Right. Yeah. Well, I had game one right. So yeah, yeah game like one I right. said, they they they. It's been uncharacteristic for them to like. I don't know. Like once they have these good leads to blow them, right? Like once mm -hmm. they, you know. I feel like they've been really good at closing out when it's time to close out is a better way to put it. Like once they get that three, two lead and once they get that two, one, two, once they get in the right striking zone, they've been really good. But yesterday, you know, they go up two Oh in the series and the bucks have been good at doing the opposite, right? They've been good at going down yeah. and coming back. Complete like, difference. Chris Paul looked really like broken. Uh, Booker got into foul trouble, even though he's the only player that was playing good. And it really it depends like who you're a fan of, but like I think if you're a Bucks fan, you're really confident. But if you're a Suns fan, I think you can have this optimism too that like every time they've gone back home, it's seemingly been to their benefit in all series. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, let's go to Milwaukee here for a second, and I'm going to just piggyback off what you said. With Milwaukee, for example, game one against the Miami Heat, even though they swept Miami Heat, that was the closest game, right? It went into overtime. Game one against Brooklyn, lost. Game one against the, the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals, they lost. Game one and two against Phoenix, lost, lost. Like they have... They've been digging themselves out of holes the whole entire playoffs, and that's kind of been their MO. And here they are again digging themselves out of a hole, and they've dug themselves out of a hole to even up this series. But I think what you said is right. Like, if I'm a Phoenix Suns fan, I'm like, yeah, I'm optimistic. I think I can win this series. They can't beat us at home. They haven't beat us at home. Devin Book, we had one guy who actually played a good game, and we were up seven points in the fourth quarter. Like, cool, optimistic. And then same thing if I'm a Bucks fan. And we've been down – like, both fan bases have reason to be optimistic. Like, you, yeah. can, sell, you can sell me on either side. You can they sell actually me both have, They, like, both have reason to be optimistic and both have reason to, like, have, like, be kind of grim. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know if this is going to work out for us. And there's so many reasons behind those, right? I mean, like, it takes – pretty simply, like, the four people that we would talk about in UAs right now is, like, Chris Paul, Giannis – Middleton and Booker, right? Yeah. And like, I'd add, I'd add Aiton into that mix a little bit, a little bit. But, the, but I get uh, the, the still like the four premier the four players. Four. Guys. Yeah, and like, you, yeah, you can then add the layer of Aiton, Drew Holiday. But I'm talking about like yeah. the four that have kind of made the biggest impact. I feel like, and it's the reason it's so hard is like CP3 can either be like a killer, like you saw what he did against the Clippers when it was time to close out, right? But then you see him with this like performance like yesterday like he can't dribble the ball anymore turning the ball over and you then you also but if you're a bucks fan you like you're like oh it took like a chris middleton like the greatest game he's ever gonna have in his career and they kind of barely came out of yesterday's game with devin booker having to miss half of the fourth quarter and chris paul probably playing the worst chris paul playoff game i've ever seen so it's like what is that a good thing is that a bad thing you know what i mean like it's just kind of really complicated yeah, I, mean, I totally agree. Because if you're a Suns fan, you're like, all right, look, we lost the game, but um, Devin Booker is the only one who played good and Chris Paul played like shit. That's going to change. But if you're a Bucks fan, you're also like, yeah, okay, Middleton went off, but Giannis had a kind of a subpar game for what he's had earlier in the series. So, like, both ways, you can easily, like, you know, easily, easily make excuses or things. And that's what you're getting kind of everything you want out of this NBA Finals. We're tied yeah. to, too. This is great. Like, you know, uh, ratings for yesterday's game like a blooper i can't even say that word rated i got you. yeah last year's nba finals like we had a 34%. rating of almost 34 percent yesterday you know why it's because it's been compelling and the nba like this is great news for the nba where it's a weird time of the year this is july 15th people are on vacation people don't care that much like these aren't like the biggest cities it's milwaukee phoenix the biggest name in this series would you say is chris paul even though he's not the biggest player no, in this like, Well, I mean, okay, Giannis is to basketball fans, but I mean, to like people outside of basketball, you see Chris Paul in the State Farm commercials and stuff. Like, is Giannis, like, I, I just wonder, I have no idea, is Giannis a big name to just basketball fans or outside of basketball fans too? There's no LeBron, there's no Steph, right? Yeah, so well, I, 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 like either way, like, yeah, who cares which one it is? But that it's yeah. just the point of the fact that like there is no answer to who it is. That's the yeah, point. yeah, and ratings are up because it's been a compelling series. The games have been good. The like it's been high quality basketball, and yeah, you gotta like that a lot if you're yeah. A fan. yeah. 
in one thing you're talking about the ratings yeah they're up 34 percent and uh we taught like the quality of basketball i mean like even i think i was talking about chris middleton right like what he's done that's like like we're watching some kind of crazy basketball and i i there was a crazy stat yesterday i don't know if you heard about this like what chris middleton's been doing in the playoffs uh chris middleton has made 15 game tying or go ahead shots in the fourth quarter or overtime this postseason yeah this postseason Mm -hmm. that's tied with 2007 lebron james for the most in a single playoffs in 25 years chris middleton who we thought no way he can be a number two on a championship team which he might have proven that he might be proving that wrong this year i know there's been injuries but that's how nba works that's life he has 15 made game tying or go ahead shots in the fourth quarter or overtime in this postseason not in all in this postseason i mean it's and amazing right it's still a 2-2 series against the suns when yeah. chris paul is playing like shit that's why this is so complicated but it's also compelling you know our dad thinks chris middleton was like arab or somalian why? Because it looks like it. I, he keeps going like like every time. Just ask him. He's like, "Oh, the Arabic guy, the Somalian guy." I'm like, I, "His name's Chris Middleton, man." He's not. I mean, he looks like he's not a, like not African American, like from America. He looks like he's actually like from from like, yeah, so, yeah, Somalia. Like, yeah, like or like from like one of the African countries. Like, yeah, could have been like like a Pascal Siakam. You can kind of see it. Uh, mm. There's just like different, like, you know, like you can tell on certain guys like Luca, you can tell he's not a white American. You mm-hmm. can tell that like, you know, there's just the, the different guys. Well, like you can tell when it's, if but the Chris Milton is from here, I think so. Yeah. That's and his, and he's cousins with uh, Queen Latifah, which is kind of cool. Is he really? Yeah. That, Chris Middleton is cousins with Queen Latifah, the actress. Yes. Chris Middleton's. Yeah. I when saw did you that find on this TV. out. Uh, a couple of days ago, I was on uh, watching Colin Cowherd show, and they had three truths and a lie, and it was one of the truths. Well, that like riddle me something very random. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, it's one of the truths. All right, he's a distant cousin of act. I don't think first cousins. I didn't say first. I didn't know how like close they were. I mean, but I just thought he was cousins of Queen Latifah, the actress. Yeah, no, I also that, think is a rapper, right? Isn't she rap as well? Doesn't Queen Latifah rap or is she just act? I'm not sure, but we all know who Queen, Queen Latifah is. So, yeah, that's exactly. Interesting. And Queen Latifah, by the way, is an Arabic name. Latifah, Somalian Arabic. So maybe Tony's right. Maybe our father's right. There, I mean, we all have ancestors that <laughs> date back not to the US. So that, I mean, we all know that. Um, I do want to say one thing about this. This, this this series before we like, move on here. I don't have too much more to say, but because it's, mm-hmm. I think it's this next game. I just feel like it's going to be like a win at home for Phoenix and a win for Milwaukee and Milwaukee, and there's going to be a game seven. That's just how we're, I feel. So we're destined for a game seven. Doesn't yeah. it feel like that? Yes. And it, so this is why I'm not too, I don't have that much to say. Like, I don't think Chris Paul is going to keep dribbling the ball like and losing it. And I don't think Chris Paul is going to, like have these crazy weird turnovers you have bad games here and there we were just giving him high praise when they were up 2-0 like give him his flowers always the underdog so like it shows it's only been a bad game or two it hasn't been like the whole series like he was killing it a week ago and but what what i want to talk about really quickly is how do you feel about the officiating and not that like it was bad like blaming the game but how do you feel about the like okay, Devin Booker has five fouls, so we're just not going to call shit on him anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think it's taken too far in the NBA, or do you think it's good, where it's like, 
hey, unless it's something egregious, like to the point where like the game's going to be ruined, like we're just going to let you play. Uh, yeah, that's how I feel. I actually like it. Uh, I first of all, definitely a lot of Booker, people are mad. Okay, first of all, Devin Booker, like you have five fouls. Why the fuck are you trying to like <laughs> go like literally look like he was trying to intentionally foul Drew Holiday on that layup? It's not just that, like you can contest it with your hands up, but he was doing like the full Dwight Howard swipe block, like yeah, you know, like the Patrick Beverly, like I'm going full, like, like get my arm pumped up for it and swing at the guy. Like that's where it kind of went too far. Right. Where you're like, okay, if he just went up straight arm, like I'm just going to contest fine. But he, he really has like, he really actually like swiped at him. Oh, I know. And but I wonder, like, the referees probably looked at it. And the referee, like, okay, when they're like, there's no way Booker is going to, like, commit a foul here. So we're not going to call it close. But So the referee sees that. And what you like, right, if you're a, a Phoenix fan or a basketball fan in general, you don't want to see Devin Booker foul out in, in, this, in that portion of the game. He did foul out at the end, right? I think he did pick up his sixth no. foul later on. No, he didn't. Okay. Uh, remember he like, it, shot like a fading half court with five seconds left. Okay. Yeah. I think you're right about that. I think because no, I saw that sure. uh, Okay, cool. So he didn't foul out. So you kind of like that if you're the ref. So I saw a lot of fans complaining, Oh, you know, th- about the referees actually. And I also heard someone complaining in my ear about the referees. You. It was me. Uh, um, but I had no problem with the referees. I think for the most part, they – wait, hold on. I, I, I'll let you – I see your hand up. I'm going to let you go. I, I do understand one thing you had a problem with. I felt like they were calling it a little tight on Giannis, and Giannis kind of knew that, and he was throwing the ball away as a pass. But I don't think those actually made a big impact on the Okay, game. now this is where everybody's getting it wrong. Well, actually, people like you are getting it wrong because – if you went on Twitter yesterday and and went to like what's trending NBA refs, it was not people complaining about the refs one-sidedly. It was people complaining that overall shit job by the refs. Like the Giannis fouls, the way Devin the reason Devin Booker had five fouls, which was stupid calls, which led them to not calling very intentional fouls by Devin Booker, right? And so that's more where I'm talking about the refs. And now I I do think like because I'm I'm not telling you that the Suns got screwed in the game because of the refs, but I'm telling mm-hmm. you that the refs like we went from Devin Booker should not have had five fouls to when he did because of some bad calls, which led them to not calling oblivious, <laughs> egregious fouls. Like Devin Booker hugged Drew Holiday and swiped that as like at the ball, and they won't don't call forget it the be- PJ. PJ Tucker's fifth foul was pretty egregious too. Yeah, because the refs just were calling some awful stuff, which really did change the game. And that's where I'm not saying it changed it only one way. Um, it could have screwed the game up for the Bucks. It really could have. If they, if Giannis didn't tip in Drew Holiday, George, like on that layup, yep. that's a game changing no call. But luckily, it got fixed. But for the Phoenix Sun side, I think it affected them more. Is my only thing is Devin Booker was the only player playing okay on the Suns. He had 38 points. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, and he got, and he picked up a shitty fifth foul. That changes the game more than a missed Drew Holiday foul that Giannis tipped in. Dev, if Devin, Devin Booker, they were up seven with like, I think a couple, eight minutes, whatever, when Devin four Booker got minute, his fifth I think four or yeah. five minutes left, I, I, I could pull up the game off. But, you know, so you're telling me that the Devin Booker fifth foul meant more than the P.J. Tucker fifth foul? 
Yes, it's PJ Tucker. Was oh, okay. the fifth more valuable? That's the that was the dumbest sarcasm. It was it, it, of all it, time. I know, no, but like, but PJ no, 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 Tucker I, had zero I, I, points. I totally Devin understand. Booker was the only source of offense for the Phoenix Suns, so it's like that did make a huge difference. I'm not saying, and I think there would have been instances like the Drew Holiday foul, right? If Giannis didn't tip that in, would that have been egregious miscall? Yes. Yes. But it ended up kind of just not mattering that much, but. When Devin Booker had to sit out for like six, seven minutes. Actually, actually kind of helped the Milwaukee Bucks for that yeah. moment by getting two points instead of sending Drew Holiday to the free throw line. And you don't know what's going to happen. Correct. But it would have fouled out Devin Booker. But you, you get the point. There, there was a the lot point. that was happening. A lot happened to make it not necessarily, I guess, not necessarily the most, I don't know, like cleanly officiated game. And those Giannis fouls. I'm not saying these changed the game. I think that at the end of the day, the Suns had a chance at the end. So don't get me wrong. It just ruined the flow of the game. But the Giannis fouls, the point is, yeah, he was passing it midair because he knew he's like – but if they were still soft fouls, every single one of those, they scored on the possession of the foul. So for me, yes. it's like one or two of those go different. We're talking about a different game. Now, uh, I will never – I'm not going to say it's the ref's fault because I hate blaming the ref specifically for a loss. That's like All one right. of my least favorite things in the world. I just think the Devin Booker really soft calls changed the momentum really badly at some point in the game. And uh, now we have to go back to two. All right. But one thing I do want to uh, go just harp on is like, I did see some people on NBA Twitter or Twitter in g- general saying, Oh, look at the free throw difference between the bucks and the Suns." Like, I just want to point out, you know, the Suns had had the second least amount of free throw attempts in the NBA this season. Like that's the way they play. So I, I just don't think that's you're not using it, but I just want to point out that like that's not something we should use as a barometer. Like the free throw attempts per game, the Suns are going to shoot less free throws than the Bucks, especially that Giannis shoots more free throws than most players in the NBA. Yeah, but I mean, it's it. I still don't think it's like the dumbest point because. At the end of the day, if you have – it just depends how the game's officiated. Do you know what I mean? Like if Giannis – in certain games, yeah, Giannis should be getting those free throws because they're intentionally fouling him. But in certain games, if they're not and they're just calling soft stuff, it still it makes a difference. Do you know I what mean, I mean? Like, de- yeah, but in general, like if you're a team that attacks the, ball, the, court, the uh, attacks more, you're going to go to the free throw line. I mean Phoenix is more of a jump shooting team than the Milwaukee Bucks. In general, yeah. yeah, there's there are going to be instances, yeah, where it's, they should shoot more three throws because that's what it is. But I mean, Milwaukee shoots three more free throws a game during the season than the, than the Suns. Okay, but can I give you another stat? Then here's a fun sure. one: the Milwaukee Bucks have the second most personal fouls per game in the NBA. Well, that's bad for them to do. So, like, they should stop. Orlando fouling. was number one, Milwaukee number two, compared to Phoenix being at twelve. So actually, it's very interesting. It's like they average that is three more fouls per game. So with that math, now that you want to use Mr. Math over here, with that math, if Phoenix is averaging three less fouls per game going to the line, but Milwaukee averages three more personal fouls per game, it actually should be a little closer than a 10 free throw difference. Yeah, but if you divide it by seven and then multiply it by three and move the two over, you might have about the same free throws a game. Exactly, but we did it. We had ten free throws, <laughs> but we had ten different. So yeah, I'm not. I, so George, I'm not, George just lost his own math battle. 
I lost I my it. own map. And anyway, Giannis can't shoot a fucking free throw. Actually, he's gotten a little bit better last few yeah, years. He was four for eight. He was four for eight. Still four for eight. Bad. Four for eight. Yeah. So I mean, at the end of the Still day, bad. you do that math, and we're all evened up. And True. that's why the series is tied two to two. But we also got screwed away from a Devin Booker legendary performance. I thought Booker was going to get fifty. He was, was going to get fifty. Yeah, I think he would have got fifty if he didn't get in foul trouble. I really do. I believe that. I know. And he, I mean, I think he was the youngest. Play- was that he became the youngest player in NBA Finals history to score forty points? Or no? I don't know if that was a stat, but I know he is. He has the most points ever. For your first finals, or not first finals, uh, first, first season play run. run. Yeah, I mean, he's just been really, really good. He just can't pick up these dumbass fouls. Like one of those fouls where he like just like hip checked. I forget who he hip checked into the out of bounds. PJ Tucker out of bounds. Like you just don't need to do that. I will say something about that though. We were with our friend Ref Dan, and he doesn't like too much when I'm a our good our buddy Danny. We were there. We we're watching it at a bar. And I mean, uh, Ref Lives Matter too. You know. Yeah, Ref Dan. He. uh is he's done some doing some division one stuff now too he's high up there he's a great ref and uh most of the stuff when i complain he doesn't like to hear the complaints because says refing's hard but he did say that devin booker call on pj tucker is really really bad because he said usually when it's a ball's in the air if two guys bump shoulder to shoulder even if one guy causes more content if it doesn't change the consequence of what was going to happen on the play, it shouldn't be called. He's like, did Devin Booker, because PJ Tucker was out of bounds. Like, yeah. he's like, would it have changed the chance of either one of them getting the rebound? And the answer is no. So it's a really bad call to give somebody their fifth call, which is why, now this is why the refing was bad yesterday, which is why they stopped calling shit on Devin Booker when he came back in the game. But now Devin Booker had a free card to foul everyone and get no calls. So it just, yeah. it, the whole flow of the game kind of just got ruined and it ruined a 50 point possible performance by a guy in his mid-20s in his first finals first playoff run and it, it kind of would have been a legendary moment for Devin Booker to compile like being the most points ever for a first postseason mm-hmm. and being that young I think it would have really it would have been a very compelling moment absolutely um do you got anything else to add to the finals I, I kind of have a topic I really want to talk about very quickly two minutes that is not on our sheet that you know our Let's pre you know all right not on our plans. Not on our plans, but I just remembered I wanted to talk about this. I actually have a TikTok coming out tomorrow. I've recorded about this, but or I'm, it might not come out tomorrow. Follow me on TikTok, George on Tap. Follow Sammy as well. Sammy George, on can, can you anyway. get on this story? <laughs> yeah. Are, are we going to ruin this? Am I? You're, you're going to watch it on your TikTok tomorrow? That's all right. It's cool. Some people don't watch TikTok. Kawhi Leonard's a toxic teammate, right? And toxic for organizations. I mean, right. his. I think. Uh, I think we need to pump the brakes on that. I think he might just have the wrong people around him. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah like his camp, like his. his oh, like, his what, camp. Yeah, yeah. That's what. I mean, yeah. that's part of him. Like he's his package is toxic. Well, I, mean, I, I think, just. I think this is mentioned with uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, there was a report that like some uh, executive at the 76ers like came out and said that like Ben's the problem with Ben Simmons is his whole like family and his agents in this camp like babies him and they're like it's okay whatever he does is okay and it's like it's not so it's like it's hard because if he had people around him explaining to him that like you need to work harder and get better on your jumper maybe he would same with Kawhi maybe if people weren't like hide every injury like maybe he yeah, wouldn't yeah. Well, maybe it's I mean, not a him problem. 
Like, okay, Kawhi's like, all right, so I'm going to just do a timeline here of Kawhi Leonard. All right, I'm, I'm going to go to San Antonio. All right, man, everyone loves fucking Greg Popovich, right? Like everyone. People are like, Team USA, can't wait to play for Pop. The only person who's ever publicly said I don't like Greg Popovich and had a problem with Steven Jackson. And Steven Jackson is a fucking nut. And then you got like, you get this guy, Kawhi. He's like, oh, I don't trust the San Antonio training staff. I'm going to take a whole season off and play eight games with a thigh injury. Goes to Toronto. Everyone in Toronto is catering to him. They're literally like sucking his dick, right? They would do don't play. Everything. Don't do it. Do, 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 do whatever you want. And he's like, yeah, all right, well, two middle fingers in the air, fuck Canada. And I, I want to go somewhere else. And now he's on the Clippers and he's like, you know what, man? I really don't trust this training staff. He tears his ACL and he waits a month to get surgery. And when does he get surgery? Oh, he just tells them I'm going to get surgery. It informs them. Like I, this guy is kind of all over the place. He wants a $200 million contract. He won't communicate with anyone. And then people are like, oh, player empowerment, player empowerment, player empowerment. Any job, if you're getting a $200 million contract, you got to communicate with your fucking teammates and bosses. Like, I don't know. Like, if you're the Clippers, do you re- – like, I know you have to resign them, but aren't, aren't you kind of, like, nervous tying your whole franchise to this guy, even though, like, you have to do it? Yeah. Uh I mean, like, he literally goes into surgery without telling, like, your own team. Like, we, we were all waiting for you to come back in the playoffs. We thought it was a knee strain, and then you're getting ACL surgery, and you might be out for all of next year. And the reason it's scary to sign him mm-hmm. um, is not because he's not going to produce when he gets back. I think he'll be fine. But you don't even know with him if post-surgery, like, let's say they're in the mix next year. Mm-hmm. He's the type of dude that might be like, I don't want to risk it. And then He's you're not, talking about, yeah, he won't. He won't. You have another year won't. of Paul George by himself. You're not going anywhere. No. Uh, and then another year of Kawhi paying him $50 million. And then you're back in the same place now. Okay. Now that that year's over, you didn't even make it to the finals again. Now do we resign Paul George? And it's like, Oh my God, now what do we do? And you just mm-hmm. continue this cycle of, of kind of issues and, I don't think he's a bad teammate. I think he is, he's had the wrong people around him advising him to do things because. Yeah. See, I didn't say bad teammate. I say toxic for the organization is what I mean. Yeah, I, to- I think he is. I think he yeah. actually is because I think, you know, honestly, even, I don't know, man, like everything that the, uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think toxic's a tough word, but more like he can do he has, it's like a very high risk, high reward type of guy because right. yeah, you can go to Toronto for one year and if you just cater to the guy, it could lead you to, to winning an NBA finals, right? In yeah. one year and he leaves and like Toronto's never going to be mad at Kawhi for leaving. Whatever you want us NBA finals. Now we can rebuild. Sounds good. Here's a quick, here's but, a question for you though. Quick, quick question. Let's just say, cause I was been thinking about this. All right. San Antonio, he wins the NBA championship. He would, okay. He's technically probably their second best player. You can make an argument Tony Parker was better than him there. He goes to Toronto. Let's just say Kevin Durant doesn't get hurt and the Warriors are healthy. Clay, yeah, the, I still think Warriors win that championship. I'm not discrediting their his championship. Great championship. But would Tor- how would Toronto feel about him then if they did not win the championship? They probably wouldn't like Kawhi Leonard. You definitely would not like him. Yeah, yeah I'm I just mean, wondering. We, like, you we know, traded like, away DeMar DeRozan and then we like – if they – if he didn't make that shot against Philly, you lose in the second round, and then what? Yeah, then what? He's in on the Clippers. And he, and he lost left a, a lot, but yeah, yeah, you lost 
pieces. You lost DeMar DeRozan. Like, at least with Lowry and DeRozan, the team would have been fun for this year. They still would have been fun in the East, like with Siakam and Rose and DeMar DeRozan. And they would have been the eighth seed in the East, maybe, right? Like, it still would have been fun. Um, so yeah, you're pissed if you didn't win, but they won. So for him, they won, it's yeah, like, yeah. So it's whatever. They're, they're, the you're only not place. Now. The only place that he's wronged, wronged, because he's never won is LA so far now, and <laughs> that's so true. And that's the place where he was like, su- is like almost the most supposed to be loyal, right? It's the one place he's picked. Yeah. And now he's like, uh, I don't know when I'm gonna play. Uh, I don't want to tell the team when I'm hurt. Mm, not gonna tell you I'm going to surgery. Mm, I don't know if like I'm gonna tell you if I'm gonna resign or not. Like, but you need to trade all these pieces. You need to get me Paul George. You need to send like a bazillion picks to OKC to get me if you get Paul George, but I'm also not going to be that loyal to you. Now that's easier to deal with when you have a guy like LeBron, who's like almost guaranteed he's going to come to your team and at least get you to a finals or win you a finals, right? right? Like every team LeBron's gone to Miami back to Cleveland and to LA, he's brought them a final. So it's like, you know, once if Kawhi does do it with the Clippers, all this goes to waste. But as of right now, the only team that he's picked is the Clippers is the only team he's like kind of been a problem for. Yeah. And like, I, I'm sure he's a good dude. I just think he's toxic for like the organization. He doesn't seem like a bad person. Right. But like, no, no, God, like, like, but if you're, man, if you're like, I don't know, Steve Ballmer, whoever communicates with Kawhi and his team or the coach or te- like, you probably text him and he probably takes like 12 hours to answer. And you're like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> the communications just off. It's awful with Kawhi. It's just, like I can't believe that. Like he'd be informed. horrible to date. Yes, they were informed he was coming out of ACL surgery. Yes, two days ago. Like, yeah. how were you informed that a guy you pay thirty-five million dollars a year is coming out of ACL surgery? Like, shouldn't you have like a team doctor around to supervise or like make sure something? That's what good? I'm saying. Or yeah. like even the rehab process. You know, he's not going to be in constant communication like rehab's going good he's gonna be doing his own rehab he's not gonna be rehabbing with the team doctors i'm sure he already says i don't trust him i just i don't know i was thinking about that it's just kind of annoying if i was you made a good point it's like a bad person to date like hey what are you doing this weekend like on friday night and then you respond on monday like oh nothing i was just chilling like i had something for work like so (laughs) where the whole weekend when i asked you what are you doing this weekend you text me back after the weekend and say oh sorry i missed it i was just chilling so it's like i know Hey, that's that's it's like that's what it's like dating Kawhi, and I don't think that's very pleasurable yeah. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> I was thinking when I said pleasurable, I was talking about dating, and I said pleasurable, and I was like, that's I know it's that's almost like man, thing. like not just that. I mean, he also has no social media. Like, if you, let's say you had a bad communicator, at least they're posting on their story on Instagram. <laughs> like, oh, he's actually he's home. That's fine. He's home. He's all good. He's just watching the game. But this guy, like this guy, is literally, literally like. I have no social media. I'm not tweeting. I'm not doing shit. And I'm not going to talk to you. Deal with it, bitch. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. insane. All right. Well, uh, last thing I wanted to also mention to you, man, I had one funny story for you. Do you hear about the WNBA All-Star Game? I mean, I heard it happened. Okay. So it was the (laughs) biggest line move in history of Las Vegas. So – Okay, so usually the NBA, WNBA All-Star game is around 250 total points, right? No defense in the All-Star game. Very, you know, at normal. So the guy set the, – the sports book set the line at 250 points. They had to adjust it 
more than uh, 55 points to 198 and a half. You know why? I'll tell you why. This is not a regular All-Star game. Team USA was playing the WNBA All-Stars. So, like, they, it actually kind of meant something. So, the total should have really been set at 198.5. But they made a mistake and left it on for hours. So, a bunch of professional betters just hammered home the 250 under. And were like, dude, yeah. what are you guys doing? Because I noticed that. It was Team USA versus – it was Team USA versus All-Stars or Team USA versus Team World? I think Team USA versus All-Stars are the – or something like that. I don't know the exact thing, but it wasn't like a typical WNBA all-star game. But my question, like, yeah, it was team WNBA all-stars versus U.S. women's national team. So basically, women- if make, like if you made the, uh, they had extra all-stars, I'm guessing. Yeah. So they, the all-stars won though. So I'm interested, like did the, who was on team USA? No, all the names that I know, or I think they split it. Pretty okay. well, because I'm actually shocked. So, like the team USA, I don't know much about. Don't get me wrong, I don't know much about. Um, uh, I know you WNBA. don't know about the WNBA. But, like Brittany Gar- Griner was on Team USA. Brianna Stewart, Ajay Wilson, Sue Bird, uh, Skylar Diggins. They're okay. all on Team USA. So the WNBA All Stars, I know. I can only say I know two names on WNBA All-Stars, which was Candace Parker and the right. leading scorer, uh, Arike Ugambwabale, whatever. Like, you know, her sister's on ESPN. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, She's great crossover. Yeah, but they – they. so I'm actually just shocked that uh, Team USA lost. But yeah, that's very interesting. It was 85-93. So, yeah, it was yeah. It, it hit under. It hit under, yeah. So they had to adjust it hit to under the one ninety if 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 they moved it to one ninety. Yeah, they moved it to one ninety eight point five, and it hit under that. Yeah. So, yep. but that that's it's Vegas's fault. I know maybe Vegas yeah, is huge on WNBA basketball, but that's kind of like disrespectful. They didn't even like know what game was happening. Did it get changed last minute, or they just didn't even? No, care? they just like the, the the person who set the books like just didn't know. It says here, Matthew Metcalf, oddmaker circus sports, had to say this. This be may, may be semantics, but I feel like it's important to distinguish between an error and a bad number. No mistake was made here. I made a horrific number, hung it, and took the bet. Wasn't the first one, and won't be the last. However, historically, it may be the worst line I've ever set. He didn't realize, like, yeah. The balance of Team USA versus W, yeah. Yeah, he knew that's what was happening, but just didn't know what was, like, that really meant. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I wish I would have known that that was... Me too. I'm going to put my whole wallet on it, and then we'd be biggest WNBA fans out there now. (laughs) Yeah, no, you would have only hit the under by, like, 72 and a half points. God damn. That's kind of cool. Well, last topic, because uh, it is Space Jam weekend, and I've actually been excited about this for a couple of years since we found out Space Jam 2 is coming. You always knew it was destined to come with LeBron, right? Like, because Especially because LeBron's in the entertainment game with Spring Hill Entertainment, which he's actually – their valuation is about to sell for nearly $750 million. I don't know if you that's, saw that. No, I did uh, not know that, but that's pretty damn good. Impressive, yeah. Um, but you kind of knew eventually it was bound to happen to have this All-Star game – or that's All-Star game, sorry, the Space Jam 2 come out, the sequel. Well, that's the other thing. It's not a sequel, which made some people upset. It's more of a reboot. Mm-hmm. Like 
Which, well, it's not a sequel because it's not like Michael Jordan like was like, "Hey, here's the pass on the baton," and then they did like did something. Yeah, like which that, they you know? could have done that. Which I they think should have done that. Cooler and have a little bit of a different instead of a reboot, have a little bit of a uh, like yeah, like a, a sequel you would, type. Of you thing. would probably need Michael Jordan to cooperate for that, and I don't think Michael Jordan necessarily yes, would. Run a cop. You think so? Yes, he would for a Space Jam sequel. Yes, he would. Okay, They'd probably be like, here's another ten million. Like, all right, <laughs> yeah, fine. true. Like you, you're in it for can three I, minutes. Like okay, can I have, can I have some tequila with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you're in it for three minutes. Or we'll put your tequila brand like in one of the scenes. Okay. Yeah. So he would he would cooperate, and I think at least. But the initial today, the big re- reaction. The reason we want to talk about it today is because our next podcast we'll probably talk about if we watch the movie or let's see how the numbers do um, here in the next. I'll definitely movie. watch the movie. Yeah, but it's coming out this weekend, and you can order it on HBO. Plus, you don't have to go to the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, we'll catch it maybe before our next podcast and talk about it. Cool. But the Rotten Tomato, the uh, critique scores came out and they're awful, right? Like 40 or 50%. So me and you did what? Of course, we're like, what is the, what is the original? Yeah, it's 5% more, 44 to 39. Yeah. It's a kid's Wait, movie. <laughs> it's a kid's movie. It's a kid's movie about aliens taking over and they're not actors. It's LeBron James and Michael Jordan and kids yeah. are going to love it. I don't understand. Like we, I, we don't need to, to be critically acclaimed. Yeah. I promise you I'm not here to watch it for the critical acclamation of experts. It might suck, but I'm going to enjoy it. Very simple. That's the thing. I might, I might literally watch the movie and be like, yeah, it's kind of shitty, but like, I'm glad I watched it. Because I'm good. I'll enjoy it, whether it's shitty or not. I promise you. Exactly. Like I'm gonna be happy I watched it. Like, and that's where I think, you know, I don't know, all these like the top critics, it's like I really don't care what Brian Lowry from CNN uh let, okay, like th- for example, right? These are people that don't watch sports, obviously. Brian Lowry from CNN said the first Space Jam was hardly a classic, which should temper expectations, yet even by that standard, this marketing-driven exercise too often plays like an Acme version of it. So if if this guy, top critic, Brian Lowry, CNN, thinks Space Jam was hardly a classic, like you, you don't need to be criticizing basketball kid movies because Space you, Jam's Bri- a classic. Brian Lowry seems like a bad hang. He probably is. He's probably like, well, let me tell you why critically this uh, movie is just not very good. Like, I don't care. Okay? I don't like, care. I, by the way, most of the movies I really love, I'm not saying all, but most of the movies I love, especially comedies or like cartoons, are usually really poorly rated by critics. Actually, most movies you like are pretty poorly rated yeah. by critics. With an not, exception of a few. But Sammy, you're just there to have some entertainment. You just want to laugh a few times and joke and go home and get to bed. That's it. Very yeah, simple. like there are some movies I'm sure or I hope have good scores like let's see like i am legend right all right sure I wanna, like i want to know sammy's like top movies of all time and see if, and uh, how are the uh how are no, the no, i can't do that right right right. they're all i i don't i can't i there's one th- i hate that question for some reason there's one thing that people have asked me many times and i don't like to answer the questions like what are your top movies of all time like i don't okay. know like I just said I am legend as like an example, and it's a sixty-eight percent. So it's actually a pretty good score. Uh, okay, because, it's pretty good. It should be higher. But, but no, it, that's that's really high on on Rotten Tomato. So like is that's it? my point okay. is yeah. So I know 
I know which movies I like that are going to be low scores. Like the comedies, like if I like she's out of my league, it's like a Netflix two star, but it's funny. I don't expect it to have good, you know, critic scores. So I'm going like, to check that one. She's out of my league. Cause I found out very good. So let's just see. I know, but it's it, not like you're, you're making my point here though. If you yeah, found it, very good, right. I found it very good. That's the, <laughs> well, that's it's the a, point. It's a 58. My favorite movie of all time is Scent of a Woman, by the way. And with it Al Pacino. With Al Pacino. It has an 89 on Rotten Tomato. Yeah, but see, that movie, I could have told you it has. Yeah, a good I know, I know. Because it's Al Pacino, and it's something a critic would be like, wow, like Grown Ups 2 is not going to be, you know, good by the critics. Highly, inter- highly entertaining. And funny, right? Like, yeah. it's funny. So it, it, it makes sense to me. But I'm excited to watch it actually, even though I kind of I'm I'm tempering my expectations for it to be not like a great mind blowing film. But I think it's gonna be fun. Like, hey, that's LeBron. It's Looney Tunes. He's in a movie. It's kind of cool. It's a sequel to a totally or a remake of a, a Michael Jordan movie. Like, why not be happy about it? Yeah, absolutely. And just to let everyone know, Tune Squad is spelled T U N E, not T O N, just for fun facts. Mandela effect. I know it is the Mandela effect. I wonder what everyone thinks it was. We'll see. I, I, I we'll see. I'll put that up as a video. Find perfect. Out. Well, last but not least, if anybody wants to bet with us this weekend on some NBA finals, I'll throw this out there, George. You can find us at betus.com. Um, sorry, betus.us. Actually, betus.com works. Yeah, it does. Changes to betus.us. Go to betus.com. Use the promo code PODTHAT for our podcast or the promo code the sports on tap. Either one. All one word, both on POD that and the sports on tap. You'll get 125% cash bonus or free play bonus. AK, you put in a hundred bucks, they'll give you $125 in free play bets. So you can bet it on anything you want. Um, and uh, just come bet with us because it'll be fun. It will yeah, be. Yeah, do it. It'll be fun, especially when you win money. Yeah, it's always good to win money. So that's all I got, George. If that's all you got, that's it. All right. Well, this is Pod That, and we are two brothers talking sports, and it's brought to you by The Sports on Tap and thesportsontap.com. George? What's up, man? This is The Sports on Tap. The Internet's pub. Cheers. Cheers.